Welcome to the Destiny Awakening Interviews, a podcast with Andrew Wayfinder and his guests, bringing you powerful insights, inspiration, and ways to break free, live life your way, and make a difference in our changing and challenging world. So hello, everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of the Destiny Awakening Interviews. I'm Andrew Wayfinder Renevich, and I'm joined today by John Bates, CEO and founder, leadership communication expert and trainer, executive coach, TED and TEDx, and keynote speaker. So a very warm welcome to you, John, and where are you hanging out today? Thank you, Andrew. Well, you know, uh, if people could see my background, they would know that I'm on the International Space Station, but <laughs> actually... It's just a physical background. I got to cover the view under my deck. I'm in Salt Lake City, Utah right now. Okay, great. And uh, I guess you probably have pretty decent weather there now, or is it getting nice? It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, it's been so nice. Just, you know, thank heavens. Kind of cool, not too hot, not too cold, really beautiful. Still snow on the mountains, but beautiful in the valley, all green. It's gorgeous. Lovely. Okay. Well, let's get on to the work you're doing and your experience. So John's a leading global expert in leadership communication, and he offers trainings and executive whispering sessions to top executives at companies like Johnson & Johnson Innovation Labs, NASA, Accenture, IBM, Ehrlichied, Boston Scientific, and more. And they regularly recommend him as the best communication and leadership trainer in the world today. Along with NASA astronauts and top executives, John has trained many TED and hundreds of TEDx speakers all over the world, as well as helping C-level executives at these top companies make their communications TED-worthy and powerful. John's big why is to, quote, help great leaders change the world through the power, clarity, and effectiveness of their leadership and communications. So thank you, John, for your time today. And the topic we're going to be looking at is TED-worthy leaders. And John's going to unpack that in answering six questions. So the first question, John, is who is your ideal client and what's the transformation your work helps them achieve? You know, I would say if I were to step back from the marketing and say who really benefits and whom I love to work with in terms of an ideal client anybody who is really, truly committed to making a difference and who understands that the quality of their leadership is a direct function of the quality of their communication. So typically, I work with people. Now, you know, you could be a self-declared leader or you could be leading a gigantic organization or anywhere in between, but people who our leaders who oftentimes come to me because they have something that matters to them that they want to communicate. And the fact that I'm one of the more uh, prolific TED format trainers in the world attracts them, right? They want to do a TED-like talk. Um, I've never worked for TED. I've, I've spoken at TED. They love me, but I've never uh, worked for them. But I have worked for about 35 or 40 TEDx events as the trainer and the coach. And I've trained a ton of people in the corporate world in that TED format. So people who understand the power of their words. And and what I've realized over the last decade, Andrew, of doing this is that 
in some ways, it's almost not as much about the actual talk, although yes, it is. It's, it's even more about the transformational journey that people go on to become the person that talk needs them to be. And it doesn't mean changing who they are. It means stepping even more fully into who they are and all of their greatness, which is what I call transformational. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that actually, I think, dovetails perfectly with question number two. So what's the biggest challenge they face as they, as they make that step or they work with you? Well, you know, it kind of depends on where they are on the, on the spectrum of experience and leadership. For some people, it's just getting themselves and getting that they actually are a leader who makes a difference and then being willing to invest in themselves and the time and the effort to go get noticed and all the, all the fear and, and uncertainty that entails, right? To go share your message with the world. I mean, it means you can't be invisible anymore. So that's at one end. But then the people that I think I often make an even bigger difference for are the people who suffered from the problem that I had for so long, which is that they're, they're good leaders. They're always one of the best speakers at the conference, and they kind of think they have this whole thing handled. Well, that was definitely my biggest problem, is that I was always one of the best speakers at the conference. The conference. And the problem with that is that the bar was so low, and I was never ever going to get anywhere near reaching my full potential as long as I was satisfied with that. And those are the people that I make, I think, the biggest difference for. People that are already excellent, that already have a lot of speed and momentum, that are already one of the best speakers everywhere they go, but who realize that there's no top to this thing. There's just another level and another level And what would it mean if you took a whole new level, even though you're already one of the best speakers everywhere Mm -hmm. you go, you know? Okay, great. So question number three then is what's, what's the number one insight from all your kind of speaker training and experience that you would share with somebody in the audience who, you know, who's got to face a a speaking (laughs) challenge opportunity. (laughs) Well, you know, that, so there, gosh, there's so much, right? But I think that the number one insight could be to, you know, I'll say it, I'll say it, I'll say it like this. It's all about connecting your commitment to how you show up to give that talk. And I think that some of the best advice I ever got as a public speaker came from two different sources. I got the same advice twice, but it was said totally differently from totally different people. One is Snoop Doggy Dog, and I'm not even kidding a little bit, D-O-double-G Dog. And he said, don't be nervous, be at their service. And that's just brilliant, you know? And The other one was one of the top leadership coaches anywhere in the world. Her name was Candace. And she said, John, if you get up on stage and you have your attention on yourself, then you have your attention on a minor ball of petty concerns that's of no real interest to anyone but you. Ouch, but it's true. She said, if, however, you get up on stage and you have your attention on the audience and the difference that you're going to make for them and the difference they'll make with the people in their lives because of it, 
Well, now you have your attention on something we're thinking about. Don't be nervous. Be at their service. And that whole thing of, of really getting clear on why you're standing up, because it's dangerous. It's dangerous to get noticed by the group. It's dangerous to be a leader or a public speaker. Look what happened to Jesus and Joan of Arc and Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy and Socrates, right? The list goes on. So if you're going to take that risk anyway, right? It's not about fearlessness. That'll get you killed. It's about courage, stepping through your fear because something matters more to you. So to really get yourself connected to why you're even doing this and to make really sure that it's not the selfish reason that you're doing this, but it's really the connected, make a difference reason, that just changes everything. Okay. Well, I think you just answered question number four. <laughs> oh, there you was, go. Yeah. You know, what's, what's, what, dog. <laughs> what, what made the greatest impact in your development? <laughs> yeah, that was, you know, that, that advice just completely changed my life. It completely changed my whole experience of myself as a speaker, as a leader. It changed how I approach everything. It changed that, you know, backstage jitters I now call excitement. Mm-hmm. instead of nervous, because I'm not focused on me anymore. I'm focused on them. And now it's excitement. It just changed everything. Great. So question number five, what free resource would you like to share with the audience to help them out? You know, I do a weekly free mini training and it, I really, I, I just, I pour myself into that. And I, I really want that to be a valuable resource. And why I think it's so important is because if someone were to register for that, get that free weekly thing and check in with it, I send it out Sunday mornings, you know, usually in your local time. And uh, if they get that and they check in with it on Sunday morning, then they maybe make a little yellow sticky note that says, hey, here's the concept for this week. And they put it someplace where they see it. It will keep their head in the game of really excellent communication and everything else they do, every result they achieve, everything they accomplish comes out of their communication. So to have this one free resource that's a good nugget every week that will keep your head in the game of communication, I just think that's super valuable. And I would love to offer that to all of your listeners. And I okay. hope they'll take me up on it. Yeah. yeah so what's what's the URL? Uh, they can go to bit.ly, B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash John Bates. No caps, no nothing, just all John Bates small. Okay. So B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash John Bates, J-O-H-N-B-A-T-E-S. Okay, great. And then we'll also be in the show notes. So last question, John, number six, what should I have asked you that I didn't ask you? Um, Well, do you want to ask me about my first time on the TED stage? Yeah. Yeah. What was, what was that like? (laughs) Well, I blew it, Andrew. I blew it on just about every front that there is to blow it on. And I didn't even realize that I had blown it for quite a while. And, uh, and so thankfully they still loved me and they invited me to speak again at Ted. I was not on the main stage. It was on a side stage, but still to, to get the opportunity to go back on a side stage after blowing it so badly, um, was a really great thing. And, and just so that it's not just me saying that I can give you 
couple of the quick lessons out of that. Um, and by the way, if people search John Bates, Ted fail, <laughs> they'll find my article that I wrote about it. But um, the number one mistake I made, and this is not just a mistake at Ted, but it is one of the cardinal sins at Ted because it does not work with people is I gave that Ted talk with an eye towards increasing my uh, visibility as an expert and establishing my thought leadership and selling, you know, who I was and getting people to think I was awesome. I didn't go share the thing that I thought would make the most difference for the audience. I mean, I sort of tried and I think I was kind of in the realm of it, but where I was coming from was being focused on me, right? I forgot, don't be nervous, be at their service. And I think that what really works when it comes to public speaking anywhere, especially at TED, but you can take the lessons from TED anywhere. Don't wait for TED. You know, you don't have to wait for a TED talk. Go give an awesome TED-like talk anywhere and it'll make a difference. Is it, it really, it can't be for you. You know, it has to be a gift. You've got to give the best of yourself to the audience. And when you do that, it has a funny way of selling more of your books. But if you go up on stage at any of these things and your goal is to sell your book, my experience is it doesn't turn out well, <laughs> you mm. know, having made that mistake myself. And yeah, that's, a, that's a powerful insight and point. And it came up within a previous guest basically that, that that's what servant leadership is really about. It's not about being a doormat, but it's about, you know, being of service to something larger than yourself. Yes, um, absolutely. And I remember years ago reading, uh, it was Max Dupree's book, Leadership Jazz. And he mm. said, you know, the job of a leader is to sort of set the vision and say, thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I liken it to finding the best people and then giving them the job, giving them some support and then standing back and going, good job, good job. Excellent. You know, and if they need some help in other areas, help them. But, you know, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Well, John, that was perfect. Thank you so much for your time today. You're super welcome, Andrew. It's a pleasure to spend time with you. Thanks for listening to the Destiny Awakening Interviews. If you have a friend who would benefit, please share and subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave a review. We really appreciate it. And remember, always use your power for good.